A true story. Three identical triplets were separated at birth. Each was placed into different homes with very different environments in terms of socioeconomic levels. Growing up, none of them knew about the other's existence. But during their college years, a miraculous event occurred and the three were reunited. Studies have shown that identical children tend to have similar behaviors, IQs, etc. But despite having similar genetic factors and similar mental capacities, their temperaments and life decisions varied based on the environments in which they grew up. I think you might find this episode quite interesting as we discuss how judgments made by individuals with similar traits or expertise, but dissimilar personal belief systems create behavioral variability and impact your financial decision making today on Finn Wisdom. Hello, I'm your host, Joel, and welcome to our third episode in our third season of Finn Wisdom. And today's discussion is aptly named, I Know What to Do. As part of season three, we're continuing the dialogue about a concept called noise and its behavioral risk to making judgments. If you haven't been tuned into this season yet, I would recommend starting with the first episode of season three. But as a quick recap, I'll repeat the premise. The increased interest in behavioral economics over the past few decades have resulted in a great deal of attention to understanding biases. And biases are irrational beliefs or behaviors that can unconsciously influence our decision-making process. But they are behaviors that are consistently observed. These errors in judgment all follow in the same direction. And we can see what type of error each bias has on our decisions. Noise is more closely related to behavioral variability on a very individual level. It's more random, and it is less studied And why this season is dedicated to noise. And most of the concepts in this season are foundationally derived from a book titled Noise that was authored by some very prominent experts in the field of behavioral economics. So now that we reestablished the background, let's continue. So I'd like to ask if you can join me in the following scenario. I'm sure you have a local grocery store, hardware store, bookstore, specialty shop nearby that you have made frequent purchases. For illustrative purposes, let's think of a community bakery, because you know I cannot help but to relate at least one story about food. Anyway, we'll name this store Betty's Bake Shop. And let's say you and a group of friends get together at your regular coffee cafe meetup or sitting around your home, and one of your friends happened to ask, Has anyone ever bought a pie from Betty's Bake Shop? Because I heard they have quite the assortment of pies to choose from. In fact, the reviews often mention three flavors in particular as the best-selling items, apple, blueberry, and cherry pies. And, as luck would have it, you have been there numerous times and are very familiar with the selection and tried them all. So, of course... You speak up and make mention of this fact, and you know the next question that follows. So what's the best pie to buy? 
And your response may be that you've tried the apple, blueberry, and cherry pies, but you always gravitate to the cherry pie because it tastes just like the ones your grandma used to make when you used to share at her annual Thanksgiving feast. Yum, 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 yum. But one of your other friends says, hey, not so fast. I've been to Betty's and tried those three pies too, and the way to go is apple. What you'll love about them is they bake them with honey crisp apples. They are my favorite. Now, I think you can predict the next part of this story as another friend gives a shout out and says, I beg to differ with both of you. I too have tried them all and blueberry is the winner. Something about the way they combine the fruit makes it one of the most unique pies you have ever tasted. Now, this story may not sound so strange on the surface. This kind of thing happens all the time. But why? How can three people, all pie lovers, all given the same choices from the same source, have such unequal prioritization of their responses? We cannot pinpoint the exact criteria being measured by each of the claims, but we know the results vary based on personality and experience. One attached the pie flavor to a childhood experience, another to a particular category of ingredient, and another on the uniqueness of taste. Not necessarily a big deal in an isolated incident, but what happens when it influences the judgment of others on a consistent basis? By the way, this can equally happen with a digital experience. You could have just as easily asked your friends on a social media platform or read through reviews from acknowledged experts in the world of tasty pastries and still found notable variations in judgments about those pies based on their individual personalities and traits. In episode 2 of the season, we discussed the influence and effect of pattern noise on our judgments, which is, in essence, how our personal experiences influence judgments in unequal priority and produces a ranking effect. The illustrations I just provided takes pattern noise one step further, and what we are discussing this time around is stable pattern noise, which is the uniqueness of judgments that influence the temperament, our personality traits, and the variability in assessments that are made in judgment and from the advice we receive. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, I know, they sound awfully similar in scientific terms. Think of it this way. Pattern noise is the impact of your personal influences on decisions presented to you and that ranking of your decision options is your own influence and perceptions. Whereas stable pattern noise is how behavioral variability and ranking on advice or judgments, whether it is you're providing the advice or from those giving it. So again, pattern noise is your personal ranking of choices based on your past experiences. Stable pattern noise is a subset of that where assessments vary but are consistent and often impact the intuition of others. It's also the largest source of systematic noise. Now, you may have the urge to interrupt me at this point, especially if you've been a loyal listener of Finn Wisdom and say, but Joelle, this sounds a lot like anchoring bias. Well, it does, to a certain degree. Think of noise as a dial that revs up and down behavioral variability that is more influenced by our individual perceptions than generally acknowledged assumptions. I'll use a bookstore as an example. 
If you were headed to your local bookstore and you were to ask a group of frequent shoppers where you might find the history section, and depending on when each of them last visited the store, most likely they'll all direct you to the back of the store where it was located. However, let's say you arrive at the bookstore and learn they were all wrong. The history section was now moved toward the front. That error is based on their past experience. It's systematic cognitive error, an anchoring bias, not behavioral variability. Now, if you were to receive different advice on which history books to read from that section of books, that variability in judgment and advice is derived from stable pattern noise. You got it? Let's discuss where you might find stable pattern noise at work and when making financial decisions after this important sponsor break. I hope you've been enjoying this season of Fin Wisdom and the discussion on the impact of noise on your financial decision making. But what about the judgment every day within your own organization? Think about how time, resources, and money are getting dedicated based on important decisions among your company leaders that will determine the future fate of your firm. Fortunately, there's help to reduce behavioral variability, and that's with DNA Behavior International. DNA Behavior offers an all-in-one behavioral tech platform that recognizes every interaction is an opportunity to adapt behaviors among employees and your customers. To improve your organization's ability to communicate, increase its probability of success, and to improve client engagement, DNA Behavior offers integrated tools that can help reduce noise and improve your organization's ability to communicate, increase its probability of success, and to improve client engagement. Visit dnabehavior.com to learn how their proactive approach can take your organization to the next level. Before the break, we spent a great deal of time defining stable pattern noise, and I think it's important to make sure you are able to detect it when it occurs. So how about an example where you might witness it at work? How many of you have ever sat in on a meeting for a new product or service or even brand launch with your various heads of marketing? If you have, then you will definitely be familiar with this scenario. The topic of discussion is establishing the most effective, impactful marketing campaign to build awareness. And there, at the table, or in your virtual meeting, are three well-respected, award-winning marketing directors within your organization who are equally experienced with launching new or improved products or services. But based on their individual successes and backgrounds, and despite starting with the same benefits of the products, the same target audience, the same goals, each marketing director may prioritize a different set of judgments of what defines a successful launch. And yet, you might hear each marketing expert state the same phrase, I know what to do, and thus where the title of today's podcast came from. So the director from product marketing recommends a focus on features and benefits. The director with ad agency experience recommends promoting the brand. The director representing sales marketing gives convincing arguments it's all about price. These discrepancies 
This behavioral variability in judgment is an example of this stable pattern noise. Okay, so how does this impact financial decision making? Simple illustrations at this point should round out this discussion. If you ever sought to purchase a home, it's more than likely you requested a house assessment to determine if there are any notable structural issues. And the amount you're willing to pay or even continue with the purchase of that home may depend on it. And let's say you request two assessments to obtain a second opinion. During the walkthrough, both assessors discover the same water damage near a window pane, and when you review their separate scorecards, there is a discrepancy in their appraisal and calls to action. According to the first assessor's perspective, the windows require replacement. That's bad. But the second assessor's report states it as insignificant, but should be monitored. Another example of this noise is if you've ever considered an investment, and similar to the example we just did, say you review two separate market analyst reports on the same assessment. You are equally likely to witness a disparity in advice based on their situational experiences. Or, if you're like me, when you're interested in purchasing consumer electronics, you go to more than one expert review website. And although they may even recommend the same product model, the reasons to buy varies on different priorities. This may be a short list of examples, how it impacts your financial decision making, but I think they're more than enough to drive home the message about how this behavioral variability can influence your judgments. So it's time for some tips to reduce stable pattern noise after this sponsor break. If all this discussion around this newer concept in behavioral economics is making you realize that noise is impacting the judgment in your workplace, and you're wondering how you can introduce this concept to your leadership and sales force, well then let me share with you a little insight. In conjunction with DNA Behavior, a new two-day workshop around behavioral variability is going to be kicking off in the very near future. In this workshop, will help your most influential leaders in your organization understand what it is, why it matters, how it influences judgments, and help you conduct your own noise audit, which helps reduce the impact of behavioral variability and potentially improve critical decisions made enterprise-wide. So if you're interested to learn more, visit finwisdom.com and drop me a note and let me know that you'd like to learn more about this behavioral variability workshop. Before we get to some words of wisdom from Finn Wisdom, I'd like to go back to the opener to today's episode, the story about the triplets separated at birth. As I mentioned, it's true story, and in fact, there's a documentary on this remarkable story, and it's called Three Identical Strangers. I'm sure you can locate and stream it online with one of your favorite video platforms. I'd highly recommend it. It's entertaining and thought-provoking. For more details, this documentary is about three identical siblings separated at birth through an orphanage as newborns and given to three different adoptive families, all with similar dynamics. The one variant, 
Different Socioeconomic Levels These families were interviewed periodically over 15 years unbeknownst to one another. The core focus of the research was to analyze the classic question, nature versus nurture. Amazingly and by accident, the three boys get united in their college years, but as their years go by, there's a dark side to this story. It's a really fascinating journey with many deeper and somewhat disturbing facets, but I don't have the time to discuss it here. My perspective and focus is on how the influences of variant child rearing or past experiences to these individuals with similar genetic makeups could argue is also a form of stable pattern noise. Because those individual situational experiences growing up influenced the temperament to judgment, and I believe that noise shaped each boy's attitudes toward life's challenges. Similar can be said about the many other studies out there about twins separated at birth, but the point of this discussion is how influential stable pattern noise can be to one's decision-making process. Despite all the brothers having this similar mental issue, which is revealed in the video, one of the brothers was able to cope well. One constantly seesawed emotionally, and the third took his own life. Okay, that was heavy, and I'd like to switch gears to a more positive note and explain a few tidbits of advice. But just a friendly reminder to listen to episode 1 entitled Your Reward is Punishment if you haven't done so already. It's where we introduce the concept of noise and it contains a list of tips on combating noise in general. That said, here are some things you can do to combat stable pattern noise. Number 1. Acknowledge that even experts are influenced by past experiences. Even experts are human. Advice, by definition, is guidance or recommendations offered with regard to prudent future action. But the advice given is based on the success of one's past occurrences. So when you seek help, or read reviews, or watch videos to ascertain the best route to making a judgment, do all the facts or situations remain the same that impact the decision? Number 2. Know your problem, know your goal. Whether it's personal or business, you know this one, but you need to take it through a different lens. Is the advice or input you seek aligned to the same objectives you are attempting to achieve? For example, let's say you are having mobility issues with your arms and your family doctor recommends physical therapy and are given a list of three therapists to choose from. They all have over five years experience. They all have five-star reviews. But are you going to choose the one who works more closely with legs or the back? Or are you going to choose the physical therapist known to work with arms? See, if you focus on what you're trying to achieve, it helps reduce stable pattern noise because you're aligning it to your solutions that people are more familiar with or have better expertise with. Just like the example of the marketing campaign mentioned earlier in this podcast, have you defined the target audience as one that needs clarity with the benefits of a product? Is it a lack of brand awareness? Or is it a commoditized product and all about price sensitivity? So when it comes to finances, are you seeking to reduce expenses, achieve a short-term gain, or to reach long-term goals? However, one quick note, this is decision-making once a problem is defined. 
If the root of an issue is not discovered yet, the tip is the opposite and you want to make sure you are obtaining different or deviating points of view, which leads to the next tip. Number three, are you the problem? Have you ever blamed the experts for not achieving an intended result or goal? Did you receive bad advice? Maybe it's not them, it's you. Before making any judgments, are you trying to solve an ongoing challenge or a new one? Hmm. Actually, that was a trick question. Regardless of the problem, take the view as it is a brand new one and research all the facts today that may impact that decision. There may be new inputs into that equation. Otherwise, you may be influenced by the advice for an old problem, and this can be turned around. To reduce stable pattern noise, ask those who are part of the decision-making process to take a similar approach. Has any new data, technologies, influences surfaced since the last time judgment had to be made on a similar problem? Number four, the benefits of machine learning and artificial intelligence. Using AI has been shown to reduce noise with more common, routine, recurring problems where your intuition alone may not be enough, or perhaps you're looking to confirm your intuition. There are many financial tools out there, both free and paid, depending on your need or the repercussions of making an incorrect choice about your money. Now, I know AI is a very touchy topic, and there are rising questions and concerns about using technology in place of human intuition and expertise and social engineering. But there's a great deal of proof when used correctly can help you make more optimal solutions that are best for you. In fact, if you stay tuned for the next episode, we will be taking a deeper dive into that topic. Number five, depending on what makes you tick influences the types of advice you seek and the judgments you make. It's actually critically important to decision-making and how we align solutions that we deem a good fit and especially to reduce noise, such as this, stable pattern noise. Now, this is not meant to be a plug, but if you want to discover your own behavioral style, you should visit DNA Behavior. That's D-N-A-B-E-H-A-V-I-O-R.com and take the free test to find out what behavioral style you are. By now, I hope you're becoming more aware that behavioral risks and the financial decisions you make are impacted by biases, but also through this behavioral variability, this noise. But as we revisit the teaser and the influences of experiences on these three identical siblings, and we go back to the age-old question of nature versus nurture, I think we need to look at it as nature and nurture. Nature always influences our intuition, but if we solely believe it is nature, then we are saying you can never change behavior. And I believe nurture can improve upon the decisions we make. It just takes dedication, time, and practice to forge new habits. As a copyright reminder, Written permission is required to use any of the content shared. Any views expressed are my own and are not the opinion of any entity unless otherwise mentioned during the program. And since we are critical thinking creatures, these opinions are subject to change. 
For financial advice, consider consulting a licensed financial professional. And make sure to watch your inbox for the next exciting episode of Fin Wisdom.